Hey kids, it's time for Devos. Yay, Devotions! We have a great show planned for today, and I'm so glad you're here with me because this is Donuts and Devos, where God sprinkles His love on us and feeds our faith. Jesus will lead us and teach us. He will lead us to peace. We are the children that He loves. Jesus, teach us to be just like You. Your words are true, so we're Donuts and Devos. Lead us to peace. We're Donuts and Devos. We're Donuts and Devos. We're Donuts and Devos. Hi kids, this is Donuts and Devos and I'm Mary Faith. This is a podcast just for you where we read the Bible, we talk about what it means, we work on memorizing God's word and learn as much as we can about God. Reading and hearing these important Bible truths help feed our faith and grow in God's word. Now last time on our show, we talked about why God decided to flood the earth. The people stopped listening to God and had become corrupt, turning away from him. All except Noah and his family. God found favor with Noah and chose to save him and his family. God gave Noah specific instructions on how to build the ark, and after many years when all the preparations had been made, God sent the rains to cover the earth. Let's take a closer look at this famous Bible story. We do have activity worksheets and coloring pages that you can find on our website at DonutsAndDevos.com. The activity sheet will help you follow along in our devotion and Bible readings today. And the coloring pages can be used for our listeners who do not read yet, so they do have something to keep their attention while listening. All these printables are free and can be found on our website. Let's get started now with the Lord's Prayer. We like to open our show every week with the prayer our Lord has taught us to pray. Are you kids ready to pray? Yeah! Then let's fold our hands and bow our heads. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. All right, kids, it's time for us to dunk ourselves into God's Word. Our Bible reading is select verses from Genesis chapter 7 and chapter 8. The time has come for Noah to enter the ark and the world to be wiped clean by the floodwaters. Are you ready, Pastor Glaze? It's quite the awesome story, and I'm excited to dive into it. Better make sure you have your life jacket ready then. Let's start at Genesis chapter 7, verse 1 through 32. Then the Lord said to Noah, Go into the ark, you and all your household, for I have seen that you are righteous before me in this generation. Take with you seven pairs of all clean animals, the male and his mate, and a pair of the animals that are not clean, the male and his mate, and seven pairs of the birds of the heavens also, male and female, to keep their offspring alive on the face of all the earth. For in seven days I will send rain on the earth, 
40 days and 40 nights, and every living thing that I have made I will blot out from the face of the ground. And Noah did all that the Lord had commanded him. Noah was 600 years old when the flood of waters came upon the earth. And Noah and his sons and his wife and his sons' wives with him went into the ark to escape the waters of the flood. In the 600th year of Noah's life, in the second month, on the 17th day of the month, on that day, all the fountains of the great deep burst forth, and the windows of the heavens were opened, and rain fell upon the earth forty days and forty nights. And those that entered, male and female, of all flesh, went in as God had commanded him, and the Lord shut him in. The flood continued forty days on the earth. The waters increased and bore up the ark, and it rose high above the earth. The waters prevailed and increased greatly on the earth, and the ark floated on the face of the waters. And the waters prevailed so mightily on the earth that all the high mountains under the whole heaven were covered. The waters prevailed above the mountains, covering them fifteen cubits deep. And all flesh died that moved on the earth, birds, livestock, beasts, all swarming creatures that swarm on the earth, and all mankind. Everything on the dry land in whose nostrils was the breath of life died. He blotted out every living thing that was on the face of the ground, man and animals and creeping things and birds of the heavens. They were blotted out from the earth. Only Noah was left and those who were with him in the ark. And the waters prevailed on the earth 150 days. In chapter 7, Noah has built the ark that God commanded him to build. And it took a long time time. My study Bible says that it took Noah about 120 years to build the ark. 120 years. Can you imagine? Not hardly. <laughs> but think about it. The people had more than 100 years of chances to turn away from their corruption and back to God. And did they? No. No, they didn't. Noah must have gone out all the time warning the people about what God was going to do, and they didn't listen. Over 100 years of not listening or repenting. No wonder God was so angry. Angry? Sad? Yes. But finally, when the ark was complete, God tells Noah to go into the ark with his family and the animals. Now, this is a point I wanted to talk about because basically every Bible story says there were only two of each kind of animal. But here in our reading... God tells Noah to take seven pairs of clean animals, male and female, and one pair of unclean animals. So there were more than just two of each kind on the ark? Yeah, it's an interesting point, isn't it? So he wanted Noah to take seven pairs of clean animals on the ark with him and one pair of unclean animals. And they were supposed to be, of course, male and female. So the seven pairs of clean animals were most likely going to be used for both sacrifices and probably also food after they came off of the ark. Because after they came off the ark, God then tells Noah and his family they can have animals for food. They're not going to take the unclean animals. There weren't enough. Hmm. But the clean animals, those would be used for food and for sacrifices to God. Also, it's an interesting thing to speak about that they were male and female because obviously you need males and female animals in order to have more animals. More animals. That is correct. God's ultimate purpose in all of this was to cleanse everything and save the world. And it's fascinating how the animals actually got on the ark to begin with. God simply brought them to Noah. 
I'm picturing being Noah standing beside this huge boat in the desert looking up and seeing this seemingly never-ending mass of animals coming at you. They sure did, and they came, and they came, and they came. Endless droves of animals. Noah and his family had so much preparation to do, I'm sure, between building the ark, gathering food to last them for a long time, and making sure the animals were taken care of. So Noah and his family and the animals went into the ark, and God shut the doors. God shut the doors. God sealed them in, and when God does the action, it's finished. It's done. The fact that God shut the door shows that they were safe. They didn't need to worry about being hurt in the flood because when God does it, it's perfect. And boy, did it flood. Just reading this part of the story makes me shudder in gladness to not have been there. The windows of heaven were opened. Meaning it rained a lot. Exactly. And not only rain, but the Bible tells us that the fountains of the great deep burst forth. Which makes us think that the ocean floors must have risen up and pushed the waters up over the dry land. And the ark floated over the face of the earth, while everything else was blotted out. Wiped away. Just like you would blot out a mistake you make with your pen with whiteout. Thankfully, God didn't blot out Noah and all those on the ark. He took great care of them. Let's see what happens next, kids. Here's Genesis chapter 8. But God remembered Noah and all the beasts and all the livestock that were with him in the ark. And God made a wind blow over the earth and the water subsided. The fountains of the deep and the windows of the heavens were closed. The rain from the heavens was restrained and the waters receded from the earth continually. At the end of 150 days, the waters had abated, and in the seventh month, on the seventeenth day of the month, the ark came to rest on the mountains of Ararat. And the waters continued to abate until the tenth month. In the tenth month, on the first day of the month, the tops of the mountains were seen. At the end of forty days, Noah opened the window of the ark that he had made, and sent forth a raven. It went to and fro until the waters were dried up from the earth. Then he sent forth a dove from him to see if the waters had subsided from the face of the ground. But the dove found no place to set her foot, and she returned to him to the ark, for the waters were still on the face of the whole earth. So he put out his hand and took her and brought her into the ark with him. He waited another seven days, and again he sent forth a dove out of the ark. And the dove came back to him in the evening, and behold, in her mouth was a freshly plucked olive leaf. So Noah knew that the waters had subsided from the earth. Then he waited another seven days and sent forth the dove, and she did not return to him any more. In the 601st year, in the first month, the first day of the month, the waters were dried from the earth. And Noah removed the covering of the ark and looked, and behold, the face of the ground was dry. In the second month, on the 27th day of the month, the earth had dried out. Then God said to Noah, Go out from the ark, you and your wife, and your sons and your sons' wives with you. Bring out with you every living thing that is with you of all flesh, birds and animals, and every creeping thing that creeps on the earth, that they may swarm on the earth and be fruitful and multiply on the earth. So Noah went out, and his sons and his wife and his sons' wives with him. Every beast, every creeping thing, and every bird, everything that moves on the earth went out by families from the ark. There's a really good point in this. God remembered Noah. God didn't forget about him or his family or the animals. We forget things all the time, even what our parents said to us just a few minutes ago 
Or, or maybe that's just my kids who are the only ones that do that. <laughs> hmm, maybe. What do you think, kids? Do you guys ever forget what your parents tell you? I'm sure they're saying yes, so don't feel bad. Oh, good. But see, with the whole earth covered with water and the ark floating all by itself on the water, God remembered Noah and his promise to save him. God never forgets, and the ark was out there a long time. The rain fell for 40 days. And, and nights. And nights, that's right. And then the flood waters were on the earth for 150 days. But finally, the waters began to slowly go down, and in the seventh month of the flood, the ark came to rest on the top of Mount Ararat. But they couldn't leave the ark yet. It wasn't until the tenth month that the top of the mountains would be seen. Forty days after the ark came to rest on the mountain, Noah sent out a raven first. The raven flew around, trying to find land. Then he sent out a dove, who searched for a dry, peaceful place to land. There wasn't any yet. And so the dove came back. And Noah waited another week. Noah must have been a very patient man. Oh, for sure. And the second time, the dove came back with an olive branch. And the third time, she never returned. And then after spending almost a year in the ark, God told Noah to come with his family and the animals. And just like he said to Adam and Eve in the beginning of Genesis, he tells them to be fruitful and multiply. And a new beginning to the world started. A whole year. That's about the amount of time that Noah spent on the ark with his family and all those animals. Can you imagine what it would have been like living with all those animals in one place? Yikes, that would be a lot of animals in one place. That ark would be so big that you would that lots of animals would fit in it and you wouldn't have much room in it. <laughs> well, think about the sounds that those animals made. Wow. wow. That would be kind of, well, I don't... What kind of sounds do you think they made? Why? Roar, like lions. Oh, oh, is that what you were doing? You were roaring like a lion? Mm -hmm. Okay, lions. What else? Um, zebras. Zebras. Ants. Ants don't make sound. <laughs> I don't Tigers. think they would have been that loud. Tigers, giraffes, elephants. Stomp, stomp, stomp. When they stomp, trumpet with stomp. their, when they make those sounds with their trumpets. Yeah. Cow, a bobcat. A bobcat. Cows, horses, goats. So many animals. Oh, and what about the smells? Oh, smells, smells, smells. Now, do you know what it's like when we drive by a field and we have the windows open? We drive by cow the cow poop, and you cow smell poop. cow manure. Yes, that's a lot of, and that's just cows. Think about all the smells from all the animals in the world. That would be a lot of smells together. But you would live and be living in that those smells. At least. At least. But the good thing was was Noah was safe. When the rain started, God took care of Noah and his family, and he shut them in the ark. Just picture that. They probably heard a huge sound as God shut the door in on them, and then all that rain came. Now, we've had some pretty big storms lately here, haven't we? Yeah. 
Now think about what it would be like to have all that rain and so much more for 40 straight days. That's a lot of days. 40 yeah. straight days. Now I know you don't like storms, do you? No, I no. love them. <laughs> we have some kids like storms and some kids don't. My dad does. I wonder, though, if Noah and his family were a little scared during it all. I know I probably would have been. There was so much water. Where do you think it all came from? The rain. Clouds. The clouds. clouds the sky. Heaven. The heavens. And the earth. Right, and yes, the rain came from the sky and underground, the earth, as the Bible tells us. The Bible says that a huge rush came from underneath the, the, the grounds of the earth. We do take God at his word, and we know that a lot of water covered the whole earth. But through it all, through the huge storm, the crashing waves, maybe thunder and lightning, God was with Noah and his family. God kept his promise and kept them safe for those very long 40 days and nights. Very long 40 days. And that's what we can remember too. God is always with us and will always watch over us, even during those storms that we don't like. He keeps us safe and he keeps his promises. Through the whole flood, God never forgot his promise to send the Messiah, the one who was going to save the world from sin and death. And did he keep that promise? Yes. Yes, he sent his son, Jesus, who died on the cross and... World. Saved us from our sins. Yeah, what were you going to say? Rose from the dead. And rose from the dead. Exactly. Showing that God is true to his word. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father. Dear Heavenly Father. Thank you for keeping Noah safe. Thank you for keeping Noah safe. And giving the world a new beginning. And giving the world a new beginning. Help us remember your promises. Help us remember your promises. And always trust in your word. And always trust in your word. Amen. Amen. Ark, our faith word of the day is Ark. Yes, it is. I mean, I get that the whole Bible story today more or less took place on an ark, but, well, okay, I guess it's kind of important. So, what is an ark? Well, obviously, it's a big boat, big enough to hold a ton of animals and eight people, and strong enough to withstand a flood. All right, here's how I like to think about it. I like to think about the, an ark as being a large, floating, wooden shoebox. Well, it's got to be a pretty huge shoebox then. I, I said large. Anyway, God could have chosen many other ways to save Noah and his family, right? I suppose. I mean, obviously God can do anything, so of course. But God chose an ark to use to save Noah and his family. And we see Noah's faithfulness and obedience in keeping with God's plan. Because God chose an ark, they could not have been saved any other way. So when we hear the word ark, we can remember that it was God's chosen means in which he saved his people. Just like Jesus on the cross. It seems strange, but Jesus dying on the cross and rising from the dead was according to God's perfect plan in fulfilling his promise to Adam and Eve and the whole world. That's how God chose to save the world. 
you know, we can really see this all through the Bible in the various ways that God chooses to save his people through history. So yeah, ark. Our faith word of the day reminds us to trust in God's plan, whatever it may be. Noah trusted God to save him, and God totally did. In the ark. It's time for our memory verse. It comes from the book of Psalms and is a great reminder of how God sees us and hears us. Noah was righteous in God's eyes. He wasn't perfect or sinless, but he did love God and obeyed him. And God saved him in the flood. God loves and saves us and hears us when we cry out to him. Miss Baker is here with us to help us memorize our verse today. Hi, kids. Today's verse is Psalm 3415, and it says, The eyes of the Lord are toward the righteous and his ears towards their cry. Why don't you repeat the words after me first, and then we'll put it to music. Repeat after me. The eyes of the Lord The eyes of the Lord are toward the righteous are toward the righteous and his ears and his ears toward their cry toward their cry. All right, here's our song. Are you ready? Yeah. yeah. Let's break it down like we've done in the past. Repeat after me. The eyes of the Lord. Your turn. The eyes of the Lord. My turn. Are toward the righteous. Your turn. Are toward the righteous. My turn. And his ears toward their cry. Your turn. together from the beginning. The eyes of the Lord are toward the righteous and his ears towards their cry. The eyes of the Lord are toward the righteous and his ears towards their cry. Psalm 34, 15. That was a great job, you guys. It's awesome hearing you kids sing. And again, hopefully our listeners at home were also able to join us. And if you want to play your memory verse throughout the week, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel at Donuts and Devos. And as you can hear, they still love the song and are singing in the background. So go check it out and memorize Psalm 34, 15 this week. That's it for today. Next time here on Donuts and Devos, we're going to hear about another promise that God makes to Noah that he has kept to this very day. 
Thank you so much, kids, for listening and joining me today as we learn about God. And thank you to my adult listeners as well. Please be sure to visit our website at DonutsAndDevos.com for those free printables for the kids that will help them through our devotion each week. Please subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen, and we'd love if you could leave a review. This helps other families find us as well. You can also follow us on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, where we'd love for you to share our show with your friends who have kids. And you can share it with your friends who don't have kids. A special thank you to Pastor Glaze and Miss Baker, who help make our show come alive with biblical truths and music. And for our younger guests who join us, you are awesome. I'm Mary Faith, and you've been listening to Donuts and Devos, where we connect kids to Christ and fill them with joy and Jesus' peace. Bye, kids. See you next time.